we're back season two got renewed on youtube and itunes as so difficult to do so we're excited to be back with you guys after the the total shit show that season one ended up being we're really happy to have you guys back although the last two episodes we did got a lot of views yeah they did breaking a thousand almost getting there wow cumulatively yes. cumulatively <laughs> up about 1200 i think cumulatively yeah does, does uh, it help that i watch it like six or seven times it probably it does doesn't. help that okay. yeah it does okay. help. And just like set it on repeat mm -hmm. yeah okay so yeah. we've got um we got my buddy aaron alongside with us today he uh, worked on my speed truck back when we were racing that been a buddy of my brothers for a long time awesome. then he moved to yeah. utah a few years ago yeah. Um, so what we're going to be talking about with him and he is the perfect guest for this is, uh, this season we're going to, all our shows are going to have a topic, something we're talking about rather than just shooting the shit for an hour. We'll still do that a couple episodes and we'll, we'll warn you beforehand, but, um, we're going to talk about hot rodding on a budget on this one. So how to make your car as fast as possible without being stupid about it, you know, like still a functional car that's drivable on the streets, more or less street legal, you know, so like don't cut the complete interior of your door yeah. out. Yeah. Cause anybody can say like, Oh, just put the, a, get a Chevy and just drive the frame around. Well, that's not really what we're going for here. <laughs> it's, it's how to make your car still relatively cool, quick, but spending as little money as possible. And that's, the only way I've ever built a car, and I know you've built a few cars that way. Yeah, so yeah, I have um, to. That's I what we're. No money. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Is there's a lot of people are kind of age that don't have the money but want to build the older, the older cars, and we'll be focusing obviously on kind of American V8 cars today, but it kind of applies to anything. Um, so I mean, we'll we'll jump into it and uh, talk about a little bit about what you've had. I know you had a Chevy truck that had a speed truck engine in it. Yeah, yeah, that, that one was fun. So that one, it almost that sounds almost counterintuitive because you're like, oh, a speed truck engine that must have been expensive. But actually, there's good thing to be had there is that these a lot of race teams only run a, an engine for a few races or maybe a season, and then they need to unload it. So some of these engine shops that do engines for them, or some of the teams sell the engines at the end of the year for cheap all the way up to nascar cup teams you can buy an 800 horsepower engine for about nine grand which yeah nine grand's a lot of money but yeah. 800 horsepower all aluminum cup engine yeah that's a pretty good deal not bad for a full-blown race motor right i you, don't know that i've ever had nine grand total in a car right. ever <laughs> but, but if you go down the list down to like your local super late model team your local modified team or even hell the street stocks on dirt they make four or five hundred horsepower yeah. of those things yeah those are sweet. sometimes they'll unload an engine that uh you know, you can just toss into your old Chevy or Ford or Dodge truck. And, uh, that's, that's something you did. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Uh, that car, it pulled pretty good for as heavy as it was. I mean, three quarter ton truck with 488s. I mean, I'm sure that helped too, but. And the engine was a 350 horse engine out of the speed truck, but that was with a two barrel on it. Did you put a four barrel on it? I, I did. Recall. I did put a four barrel, but it wasn't tuned like that two barrel was. Yes. And I didn't have the nice fancy headers and, right. and all that, but. You know, it did all right. So it was probably a, a potential 400 horsepower engine, but it wasn't quite there. No, because that's the one that had gotten overheated. Oh, right. So it was a little bit down on power. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what happened with that one, but it overheated and we just couldn't keep up anymore. Yeah. Gotcha. But, yep. You know, on the street, it was fine. Yeah. That, and that's just it is, you know, you had that in what, a Chevy half ton? That was a three quarter ton. Three quarter ton. Yeah. yeah um, long bed. Yeah. And um, um, the rust helped out there. You know, it, it made it a little <laughs> bit lighter, weight reduction. So, you know, and that's, I guess we'll talk about the first step when you're when you're hot rodding is buying a car and um as, yeah. a lo as most people know the car you've seen in the intro is my 75 cordoba and people ask me all the time why did you buy a cordoba why didn't you buy a charger or road or satellite or something simply because i can't afford it <laughs> and uh and the cordoba is the same car underneath it's still a mopar b body so it's the same torsion bars the same front end, the same k member all that stuff as an equivalent year charger or roadrunner or cornet and it shares a lot with all the way back to even 73 b bodies so the cordoba you know it has a 360 v8 
you know, all that stuff's still there. And, and the rich Corinthian letter. It I mean, we can't forget at one, that. At one point. Yeah. Well, uh, it's coming now. It, but so, it's terrible. So, um, you know, that was why I bought that car is a, all the stuff's out there. I paid $1,200 for the car and drove it home. Um, it currently registered with a pink slip and all that stuff. Clean title. Um, but then the good thing is, is that now I can kind of cut the car apart a little bit and people don't really get upset. If it were a 72, 73 charger and I were cutting a hole in the hood to stick an air filter through it, people would freak out about that. Cordova, people were like, oh, how zany. Oh, no big deal. Um, and that kind of is is the thought there. And all the, all the big three have cars like the Cordoba that are yeah. a little bit underloved yeah. for a reason. But, you know, that's I think that's where you start with hot rodding, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to start with a car. Research, figure out what you like, and then mm-hmm. figure out what you can afford. And that's a good point, too, is it's got to be something you like. I mean, you can learn to love a lot of cars, but... <laughs> I, like my my Chevelle that I had was a perfect example of a car I hated. Yeah, I think it was sweet though. It was cool, and it just and it, it ended up being terrible, a car I just didn't like. It was fast. It was it was a good car from that standpoint, but I just didn't like it. But um, it had a boat it terrible. It sure did. It looked terrible. It was but an it, ugly it moved. car. It was yeah, it did. It moved did out a lot of work to it. It moved out real good. It did a lot of work to it, um, but I never could learn to like that car. It, I didn't like the way it drove. Face I didn't like love. the way it looked. The Cordoba looks better, I think. Um, and um, but there's there's others you know the Cheve- the seventy four Laguna is an option if you're a Chevy guy yeah those are still affordable even though popular hot rodding and some others have done a lot of features on those cars lately yeah and if you want these cheap cars you better get on them quick because yeah. they're only going to go up once the uh, the first gens and all that you know the more desirable cars are gone People yeah are start buying these ones yeah sixties anything is about impossible anymore you got to look for those last couple of years of smog and and that actually brings up another yeah. point with this is smog. that a lot of people don't understand that yeah those cars did come with smog stuff from the yeah. factory the seventy three four five but the engine inside of them is exactly the same as what the earlier ones had obviously the cylinder head and the cams and the intake and the carb and all that stuff's different but if you're going to rebuild the engine anyways, it doesn't matter. I've had people flat out tell me it's impossible to get more than 220 horsepower out of my Cordoba. And I went, why is that? I said, well, it was 150 from the factory. How are you going to get another 150 out of it? Nitrous. And I'm like, well, <laughs> the fact of it is, is that all that's left on it is, is the block. There's nothing else 75 Cordoba left on that engine. So it's every bit as capable of the 68, 69, 70, whatever it is engine as well it's the same engine yeah yeah they are they're well i mean yours is bigger they didn't have the 360 right they had a 340 and it's the and that's another thing is people will tell you a 340 is capable of more power than a 360 and i want to punch them in the face every time uh, yeah because no. it's less cubic inches and it's the same engine yeah it just revs higher it, it really yeah i mean you can but you can do put anything you want and those valve springs and everything off a 340 on a 360 and if you balance it right you'll be getting close mm-hmm. yeah the only advantage 340 has on 360 is that it is internally balanced right uh where i'm sure the 360 crank's is external. probably a shorter throw it's a forged crank and yeah shorter shorter stroke and on so it you'll get the rpm but you won't get the torque no and that's it's all it's all relative anyways um but sure. that's you know really the deal is when you're buying a car think about what your plan you got to have a plan if you're going to do it really properly on a budget, you got to have a plan before you get started. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you'll start doing one thing and then decide, hey, uh, this LS motor sounds a whole lot better. And then you're right. out another three, four grand. Right. If you're going to do an LS or something or a, a five liter roller or something, do it from the beginning. Yeah. Know yeah. what you're doing before you out. do it. Don't build a 318 in your Chrysler and then later on decide you want to put a big block in it. Just put the big block in well, it to start. No, that's okay. You can do that because then you're changing families. Well, but. okay. I know, but just... If you can, save all the money and just put the 440 in it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a way better way to go. But mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's really what you got to look for is anything, you know, and I guess that leads to another point is if you're going to do it on a budget with a Chrysler especially, and really any of them is 
If you can find a car with a six cylinder in it, the straight six or slant six in the oh, Chrysler's case. Those slant sixes are sweet though. Yeah, and you can drive it for a long time with that straight yeah. slant six while you're building another engine and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. There's a lot more to putting a V8 in the car than just swapping the engine. No, there is. Well, no, that depends. Like my Chevy, <laughs> my first one, it had a six in it, and I just kind of took it out and put a V8 in it. But that was Chevy, and yeah, I mean, we're not talking Chevy. The very least, more. you got engine trans uh, and engine mounts and trans mounts, obviously. So that's that's your minimum, right? But if you're doing it in a Dart or hell a Mustang or something like that, you really yeah. got to do the brakes and the suspension too. It's just not going to yeah. be fun. Bra- brakes aren't going to make quitters. you faster, though. Right. <laughs> brakes don't make you faster. <laughs> they do when you out of and into the next corner. Well, when no. you don't wad it up in the canyon oh, and you can wait, make wait, it onto wait, the next trailer. Well, corners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they have sand traps. Streets, end, right? streets go straight and then they turn. Catch fence. Streets close, pizza boy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's kind of some tricks to buying the car in the first place is undesirable got something wrong with it that's fixable so that's where you got to be honest with yourself though don't get a car that's all rusted out if you don't know how to do body work or if you care how it looks right <laughs> if you care how it looks. Yeah, but you if it's see some of the crap at my house but i've seen you know 69 torinos with no front end no engine in them going for like a thousand dollars and if you don't mind fiberglass that's a pretty affordable way to get yourself a pretty damn desirable car. Or if you're good with Craigslist and eBay. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of time on your hands to, to do it on a budget. You know, you can go yeah. out and find it somewhere. Right. And, that's and the it's going to be expensive. That's the catch is if you are on a budget, the, the money saved is going into the time you're spending doing it. Because right. you don't just right. go to Summit or Jegs and plop down a bunch of cash out of the catalog. You go on Craigslist yeah. and you have to find those parts even if it's engine parts there's certain junkyards yeah exactly love junkyards I, mean, I go to the junkyard like every week body and interior saturday is my junkyard day i just go walk around and see if anything's changed it's fun <laughs> it is it's a blast unfortunately pick a part new inventory they got in yeah yeah and like what they took away because there's some stuff that yeah. gets pretty hammered and it just sits there for weeks and you're like why is this still here unfortunately in socal the the pick parts have become very 80s and 90s you don't find anything yeah. 70s anymore no, so no, you got to go out to tough. the inland empire oh, and um dude, yeah. i try to avoid that place i know but i was there yesterday the valley of the dirt people there's still hey, some hey 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 hey, hey. <laughs> no i spent hey. some time in norco yesterday oh Man. god the why uh, we were we went out shooting in norco uh, were you shooting yeah. horses no no we were shooting clays we were shooting shotguns <laughs> yeah there's okay. a, it's right next to sc village there's a shooting range oh no shit. Well, we were oh, over at, uh, at rahagi's yeah yeah and you know we had a good time uh-huh. but we rode around in the buggy and kind of cool. just shot at stuff and then there, there's a lot of people there now in norco so, yeah well no just at the shooting range oh yeah it was it was really crowded i'm like dude it's monday don't you people have jobs <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> take this week off man yeah, a lot of people have this week off yeah i mean i got a job but i took this week off too so well i figured yeah so on that note so aaron lives in utah now i do and uh he brought us this beer the uh the roosters what did you call it diamondale diamondback copper ale i was close yeah diamondback copper ale i've never had it before it's really good they're only available in utah i'm looking at the back here they've got two locations in utah ogden and layton yeah um and they have something called a polygamy pale ale which obviously is a mormon joke yes it is um and uh, <laughs> i really want to try that now <laughs> it, it, it wasn't very good i mean um, it was decent okay. but it was like it was a step above coors light maybe, okay. maybe two steps so a above. good beer pong beer then uh, potentially yes okay it's better than like a mad dog or a, you know mickey's 
Hey, Mickey's was second best in our test, okay? That's not saying much. King Cobra was a little better. That's like saying a Mustang 2 is second best. I mean, it's not that good. Speaking of Mustang 2, it's best of the worst, man. Speaking of Mustang 2s. Oh, man, that was bad. I've always wanted to do... No, because I I went and bought a bunch of those when you guys did that episode. (laughs) Did you drink along with us? I tried. I tried. You guys, you know, stuck it out way better than I did. I've spent like three hours doing it. Um, Yeah. Speaking of Mustang 2s, I've always wanted to... Pro touring is a big fad right now where make your car, your old American car handle and you modernize it, whatever that bullshit. If you wanted a car that handled, why didn't you just buy a car that handled? <laughs> I don't know. Just saying. I've always wanted to do a Mustang 2 though. Why? Because well, there it comes with a Mustang 2 front end. It comes so with the Mustang 2 front end. halfway there. And you can find if you're patient with a 5 liter, um, which just makes it a little easier. Or just put it's a, a 5 little, liter in. Well, it makes it a little easier if it's already got it in there. Oh, yeah. So every, every suspension part in the world exists for that car. You can, what, what do they do for the rear on those, though? I would probably put an Explorer 8.8 okay. under it yeah, with no, four-link. It's probably what I would do. They weren't four-link factory. No, they, they weren't. Were, they were leaf springs, weren't they? They were leaf. I be, I'm pretty damn sure they're yeah, leaf. I, I'm not sure. I've, I've never owned a I don't think I've Mustang actually team. ever seen one. There's one up the street. We can go take a look at it later. I'd rather not. <laughs> but that's a perfect example of a car that's ugly and a car that's underloved. But if all you're worried about is going fast... The Mustang 2 is perfectly capable. Well, the Vega was pretty good for that. Vega's too. a Chevy, really right. the, the Chevy almost equivalent. That or like yeah. a Monza. Oh, yeah, Monza. Which I love sweet. Monzas. That used to be one of the junkyard. I, I'd love I to was, have a Monza. I was sad. Put the Decon Monza body kit on it. They ran in Camel GT. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was sweet. The ones they ran in Camel GT had like the eight inch wide fender flares and oh. like 600, six or 700 horsepower. I always wanted to do a Monza like that. Or a Must. That'd be cool. They never ran a Mustang 2. Yeah, kind of the same concept. That'd be sweet. I don't, they never ran a Mustang 2 in Camel GT, but I've always wanted to do one built as if they did. Like, what would it have looked like? Right. So like you do a like, one of none? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that'd be Because you can easily do the roller 5 liter out of a Mustang. Because I, I did that in my Ranchero for like 600 bucks. I got right. a complete running um, roller 5 liter, put headers on it, intake carb because I was lazy. Didn't want to keep the fuel injection. Um, and, it, and I didn't even change the cam in that. And that Ranchero, 3,000-pound Ranchero, moved out pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, if I had done a cam, it probably would have picked up 40 or 50 horse. And then if I had gone another step, GT40 heads, so on right. and so forth. Well, didn't they put the roller motors in the Explorers? Too? Yes. If you could find an Explorer so one, that's where it's at. Explorer is a donor. Then you get your motor, your trans, and your 8.8 rear end with disc brakes. If you, you want know? an automatic. Well, you, yeah. Well, automatics are well, faster I think it's just, a straight line. Let's be honest here. Yeah. But if you're doing pro touring, yeah, a T5 no. is a dime a dozen. Yeah, yeah, but you're getting the motor and the the rear end out of it. Speaking of, you know, and you can probably pick up an Explorer for a thousand bucks. Yeah, if that. So you know, what are you going to spend on a motor just to get the core? I mean, that's a good point. You can get a Mustang two for eight hundred bucks. It doesn't run. You get an Explorer for a thousand, and you combine the two, and you've got a V eight Posi four speed freaking uh, Mustang two with with disc brakes all the way around. Yeah. Future episode, we might build us a Mustang too. I mean, you know, I'm doing a, a 70 Suburban for my dad right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went and bought an 87 Suburban as a donor. Oh, okay. So I got the fuel injected motor, got the overdrive trans for him. Uh, I got axles and steering and suspension for my truck. Yeah. I was out 450 bucks and I drove it home. Oh, dang. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the body's rusted out, but I didn't need it. Right. You know, I was no, just that's... after the complete drivetrain. That is, that's interesting. Yeah. Because people, I feel like the donor car thing has kind of fallen out of fashion a little bit people don't really buy i mean it's a little bit hard to find the correct owner anymore for a lot of things depending yeah but you know and maybe people have already donored out everything that was a donor worthy car here in california anyways and i think people's uh standards of what's savable 
mm-hmm. have have gone up or gone down. I guess I don't know. They're, There's they're, a lot they're of cars to that are... save more now because they're getting harder to find. Good examples, right? Yeah, I remember when um, we first put my dad's '73 Charger into storage. We were like, "Oh man, this thing's a little bit rough." And that was about ten years later. We pulled it out of storage. We're like, "Oh my gosh, this thing's like like a pristine like right. Bard fights. It's like perfect." <laughs> yeah. um, maybe it got better in storage. It might have. Maybe uh, there was someone that worked on it. Maybe, maybe. we just don't know. That's the key. Is is you put it into a barn and it gets better. That's the truth. Well, yeah. no, it becomes worth more money because exactly. then you can put bar find barn yeah. find yeah exactly on Craigslist and people are like, "Oh my god, barn find has been sitting." Side note: um, We're going thirty. Thirty minutes. Thirty, not twenty. Got it. And um, so we're going to like there's like i said talk about the mustang too the the chevy version is probably a vega right right um dodge really does i guess a velari or an aspen's probably the yeah, closest but that's i think more nova for that though like well you know what i mean I, they, they kind of have more of a nova look that's true i mean dodge does oh, i guess like a 74 dart is pretty damn undesirable like uh, people don't really buy those four doors Oh god! Did, didn't Jim have one of those? Jim had everything. Um, sixty-two. That's dart. another tip. Sixty-two darts. If you don't mind, too. oh, they're terrible. I hate them. So ugly. Wait, what? The sixty-two dart? <laughs> yeah, remember the one my brother had? Oh yeah, I think it was sweet. Matt bought that for I me. I bought it. Yeah. What? They hey, whatever door. happened to that altered your brother had? Oh, remember the, oh. the white one that we built? The he sold it to build his, his tea bucket. Oh, that's a shame. That thing was kind of cool. That's another tip: is if you. If you Get a tea bucket without an engine in it for like four grand and drop a big block anything in it. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the fastest car in your city. If you can get traction. Right. My brother's got like 10 inch wide tires on no, it. I think he's got like 15. They might be, but they're. His wheels are like 15 by 15. I, I don't think. think they're that big, but. Well, everyone but he's got, are. He's got those. Um, they look like RC car tires. have like the squiggle lines on it. Yeah, it's funny if you look at it though. Only about, only about that much tire actually touches the ground though. Well, yeah. Because it's like. Yeah, Tom lets some air out. He need, well, he will one day, but yeah. one day. Yeah, one day. I mean, well, oh, for driving on the just, street, you just don't let want it, it naturally air down. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> we'll just put a tire pressure monitor sensor on it, and then his light will come on. He'll be like, "I'm good to race now." Just, just, put, <laughs> just put bleeder valves on it, and then um, they, they have those in the valve stems. Yeah, I know. So why would you put more on? I them? don't know if they exist yet. Well, I know, but I'm saying you can have ones that are automatic. I, I don't know if they exist like yet. There, there should be ones where you hit a button and it lowers it. it no, that they, probably exists. They have that. Okay. They have them on Hummers. Okay. Yeah. They they hardly ever work, but they oh. have them there. I know that a lot of super late <laughs> model teams use bleeder valves so that when it builds up air as it gets hotter, it'll bleed out the air to keep it at what you want it to. And they just have a spring is all it is. Yeah. So when it builds up, it just... That sounds pretty cool. They're, oh, so it's, they're about $8 a piece, which isn't bad. It's just really not compared to 40 cents for a regular one. It's like a one yeah, of but you only have to put them on once. Yeah, Turbo well, boost. Why would you need it on the street? Because uh, tires get hot on the street too. Probably. Yeah, not the same level. No. If not. you're going racing, there's a tip: bleeder valves. Check your local rules. Yeah, and uh, if the rules don't say you can't do it, they just you do can. it. Yeah. So, kind of. So now you've bought the car, right? Whatever it is that you've bought, and you're like, okay, this car's cool. It's got some potential. Let's assume it's got a V8 in it. Um. So now it's like. Your choices are obviously at some point you're going to want to rebuild that engine, and that's a whole other episode on how to build your engine yeah. and all that stuff. Just go look up Hot Rod Magazine, and they'll they'll tell you. Yeah, um, <laughs> th- that's a, actually a good tip. Is Google is your friend? Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Figure out how much horsepower you want out of your engine. Go online and find the combination that does it, and go to a reputable machine shop and don't cheap out on your machine work. Yeah, no, uh, I lost a motor that way actually. Yeah, and it costs you a lot more in the long run. No, I just sold the car. Well. <laughs> Okay, you know what I mean. <laughs> if you if you lose the motor and then you try to rebuild it again, you're gonna wish you had just done it right the first no, no. time. It's when, not when, that. When expensive. I say I lost the motor, I mean like I never got it back. 
Oh, like the machine <laughs> yeah. shop stole it from you. Yeah. Yeah, oh. they just stopped answering their phone, and I went there, and they were never there. So I was like, well, I guess I'm this 265's gone. Oh, darn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. But, but it would have been cool. I was building the T. That would have been cool. Yeah, but I, I got rid of the T, and I got yeah. some other stuff for it now. Yeah, I mean, really, with the engine, it's kind of like, how much horsepower do you want to make? How much money do you have? And then you got to find that balance. Because if you're trying to get 400 horsepower out of a 350 Chevy, you're going to have to spend a little bit of money. Not, not so much. It's not, not, like not terrible, but it's not, you can't do it for a thousand bucks, though. Watch me. I got a challenge. Let's do it right now. Yeah. Let's go buy a motor Uh huh. and buy a whole bunch of speed parts. You got a dyno? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I have access to a floor dyno. What the hell's a floor dyno? Like a car a chassis dyno. dyno. Chassis oh, where? Dyno. What? Wait, what? We'll Why talk is this? later. <sighs> let's go dyno the Cordoba right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go. Let's bring the, bring the cameras. We might have to do it on a Saturday. Yeah, remote location. Yeah, see, it'd be like Growler Dino, not Growler, Growler, Dino, Growler Dino. It's this company. Oh, that company. Oh. I know that company. Yeah, yeah. They do That'd be nice work. if they would let me do such things. I can talk to him. He married into that family, sort oh, of. Nice. How do I marry into that? Family? <laughs> There's plenty of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do they like skiing? They no. probably like no, Maseratis. I don't either because it's cold. But <laughs> buy the Maserati, <laughs> you'll be halfway there. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, I gotta I gotta finish some trucks first. <laughs> that ruined it. Well, no, I gotta get them out of my garage. I need the Maserati's got to live inside. It snows where I live. I mean, I guess I could put it in the barn. Then it'd be a barn find every time I go out to it, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. I have a Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Muscle car on a budget. Go live in Utah. Oh yeah, and you no, spend a lot less money on everything else. Well, what do we just find a seventy-three or seventy-five Camaro for eight hundred and fifty bucks? It runs mm-hmm. with a title. Impossible in California. Yeah, impossible. I mean it's in Idaho, but it's only like two hours from my house. Yeah, that'd be like me driving to Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah, which I've done that place too. I've done for much less. It's amazing thing. how much more valuable things get when they cross the California border. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, and the other thing to battle up there is, is rust. Yeah, right. You know, so if you can find, I can find stuff up there, and I'm thinking about doing it. Is start buying cars there and bringing them down here yeah it'd be, it'd be worth your money probably it, it I mean, could be the tough thing is, is there's a reason why people say california car for a reason you right because you know it. like we talk about rust here very few cars are actually rusted out in california yeah. it's like pinhole rust easy to fix yeah, yeah it's like oh like, my floor i can see the ground oh no whereas <laughs> it's like okay weld yeah i don't have in idaho they're like oh i don't have to flintstone it sweet <laughs> i don't have to worry about tetanus every time i get right. into the car <laughs> uh, now they got formats for that yeah that's but, very you put your carpet over it and you'll you'll be yeah. all right yeah no like every vehicle i have i can see the, the ground go by and my dad thinks it's the coolest thing every time we get to it, he's like i can see the ground i'm like yes you can yes can we get headphones that are made for beanies like is that a thing earbuds yeah they have those they do yeah earbuds fucking hate you guys <laughs> they have they have a beanie with headphones in them Ugh, that sounds really like hipstery bullshit it's like 65 degrees why are you wearing a beanie it's anyways? freezing in here like remember <laughs> <laughs> remember like four months ago when we had like a portable ac because it was so hot and like you can see it in episodes where we're I, I, sitting here sweating bullets i, I kind of wish you had that right now the portable ac yeah it, i'm sweating sitting i gave here. it to a homeless man on a bicycle <laughs> something tells me you're not making that up i'm not he's like put it on his seat and then like sat on it and like pedaled it home. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. It was pretty big too. It was yeah. It was not a real small AC unit. Um. So, I mean, kind of to put some finishing thoughts on it is, uh, you know, find the car, 
yeah be, be honest with yourself on what your budget is yeah. don't be afraid to spend a little less to get something a little less desirable four doors car trucks um right just barely pre-smog stuff 74 75 if you're in california 76 and newer has to pass smog well didn't, don't let anybody tell that? you no so there's a law coming in potentially that if you aren't able to pass smog you can pay a fee instead and that totally g- worth it it gives you an extra year totally before worth you have to, it so every year you have to pay that 300 dollars fee or whatever I, it is I, dude totally worth it potentially because think about that you could have a grand national well yeah it depends on what um it depends on what the specifics of it are. If they only let you do it one time or something, oh, then, that'd be a problem. Yeah, if you can do it year after year, then it's basically a figure. My registration is three hundred bucks every year plus whatever registration actually is. Your, your registration is three hundred bucks a year. If you have to do the fee. Oh, I thought you were talking about for the Cordova. No, it's like one hundred and thirty. Really? Yeah, it's pricey. Yeah, remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger no. became governor and he lowered them all back down? They're all back up again. Yeah, mine's like ten bucks a year. Do you know Florida is is bi yearly? What? Montana, yeah. you can do permanent. I had that for a while. It was cool. It was like 300 bucks for a one-ton truck. Nice. It was 300 bucks, and I never had to pay registration again. Nice. I fucking yeah, my mom, my mom. It was sweet. And it's a set rate for every vehicle, so it's the same price in Florida. It's so like 50, it's not a percentage of the value of the car? Mm-mm. It's like 54 bucks or something every other year. I pay like 200 something for my Focus per year, and the VW is like 280 or something. Yeah. Per Every year. It goes down a little bit every year because the value of the car goes down, but it's right. the worst. It's the worst <laughs> thing ever. Yeah, my transfer of title and everything on my last truck was like 90 bucks, and then it'll be $10 a year every year after that. That's a joke. That's terrible. I hate yeah. this. Um, so we're going to drink a little bit more beer. Um, beer. We'll be back next week with another episode of the new and improved Crowler Garage. Let us know what you think of uh, our new topic-based shows here, as well as the shorter episode length. We had a lot of you guys tell us that you wanted these to be a little bit shorter, that an hour, hour and 15 was a little bit too long. So we're trying 30 minutes, which is uh, about the same length as uh, Animaniacs. So uh, it's Two Stupid Dogs, those shows. So if you like those... still on? Oh, I'm sure it's indication. That's awesome. Um, I'm gonna DVR that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if you can sit still for an episode of Animaniacs and you can't sit still for this, it's not an issue of the show being too long or too short. It's an issue of you not being interested in our content, in which case you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> we'll see you next Wednesday. Buy our t-shirts. Yeah, t-shirts. Yeah.